Time for a, a new episode. You know, I was... Honestly, it's been a little tough to think about. I've got so many different ideas and, and different thoughts running through my head and uh, uh, certainly plenty of opinions from people. Some are good and some eh, about what I should say and do. But, uh, um, you know, as I, as I pray, these things just kind of come together. Today I wanted to talk about my my, my physical journey of, of, of healing myself physically and, and how really how healing my gut healed my mind. You know, I, I want to start out with this just, just as a, you know, a disclaimer, same with therapy and everything else. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a health practitioner. Some of the stuff that I'll talk about, I'm sure there are new advancements in the understanding of the body and mind. Um, and, you know, I just want to share with you uh, my journey to healing my body and, and how it healed my mind and the things that I was able to find out that uh, made, a, made a huge difference in my life. Um, my hope is that, you know, some of you that maybe are struggling, this may serve as a way that you can maybe, you know, find some avenues or some different ways to address some of your, your health issues. And, you know, for me, you know, I went from being extremely sick at one point and extremely overweight at another point extremely underweight today you know quite healthy and um you know my weight is 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 a good good range for my size so but but having said that you know one thing i want to make clear with with you know and i'm getting ready to start talking a lot more about addiction when i start doing that you know one topic will be on addiction in general another will be the mind of addiction another one will be different types of addictions drug pornography you know another one will be dealing with those that uh you know are your loved ones that have addictions you know maybe another one will be um you know trying to take away the shame that's stigmatized with addiction but you know there's there's a thought in recovery that in order for someone to be sober they, they can't be on any drugs at all i think that's somewhat of a dangerous um idea you know for me an addiction is an addiction if it makes your life manageable unmanageable excuse me if, if if persisting in this behavior regardless of what it is whether it's drugs or porn or you know uh, fantasy football or eating or whatever if it makes your life unmanageable and you can't control it to where you start having a hard time manage your life that's 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 an addiction right but i am i am not against medication um I do have views on it, but I, I would absolutely not feel qualified. And in my mind, as far as that goes, you know, whatever makes your life the best, you know, everything I think has downsides to it. But if, if, if there are medications that help you to live your fullest life, good for you. You know, I'm, I'm happy for you. So that's certainly not where I'm coming from with this thing. But, you know, kind of to start this out, I went on a mission to Hawaii and I, I went in 2000. And uh, in the MTC, I just started getting sick and my stomach just got really sick, right? And I had started having severe cramps and constipation. And then every once in a while, I'd have diarrhea. Well, I was, I was happy when I had diarrhea because it was, it was kind of like a release, right? Where I was always just kind of caught up here, you know, and I don't know 
what exactly triggered that. I'm sure a lot of it was some incredible stress that I experienced when I got into the MTC. You know, that there are certainly different types of bugs and different things floating around there as well. So I, I got out on my mission, you know, and uh, the, the it, it was bad, you know. One time I was with a, a mission companion, and, well, he wasn't my companion, but we were on team-ups, and, God, I never came so close to crabbing my pants. And, like, we, we were, like you know two miles from there and and that idiot made me ride my bike the rest of the way and then he made me carry my bike upstairs and, and like I, I i was so close to to losing control of my bowels i didn't have time to argue with them and i it was like a dumb and dumber moment and uh you know my stomach was messed up and and so finally i met with the the doctor that would treat all the missionaries and through different things she thought well you you may have cancer and she said, there's a good chance you do. So I had a colonoscopy and, and, you know, there was nothing there. So for the next 15 years or so of my life, uh, constipation was just a regular uh, occurrence. And, and, you know, I think I had maybe probably on average three solid bowel movements a year. And I'll talk about how the stomach correlates to everything else here in a little bit. But that's when I, I really, you know, I didn't quite feel good. Well, if you follow my story, part of where my life changed was uh, it was a misdiagnosis with uh, attention deficit disorder, um, and I could see how they certainly thought I was, and I have elements of that, and so I was prescribed Adderall. Well, Adderall didn't work the way it would work normally with someone who has ADD. Uh, if you do stimulants, caffeine, Adderall, these different things tend to slow you down. Well, for me, they did not. They speeded, they sped me up. They sped me up a ton. In fact, they made me, they made me uh, all-knowing. If you had a problem, uh, I was your man. If you were looking for a man, I was your man. I, I knew everything about anything. So if, <laughs> if you want to talk to people that are around me at that time, uh, you know, I already suffer from thinking I know too much as it is now. So it definitely intensified that. But you know, through it, I went into what's called a manic episode for you guys that haven't seen my story. Um, uh, people that are bipolar will go in and out of mania. Uh, the DSM, which uh, defines mental illness and talks about the characteristics, when someone is bipolar, they will shift from being super depressed to manic. And, and mania has different levels of intensity. There's hypomania, there's a full-fledged manic episode, but, you know, it's marked by certain things, you know, uncontrollable spending, inability to think about consequences, extremely risky sexual behavior. Um, basically, you can't, or I couldn't, when you're in mania, you, you lose the ability to shut down or, or to withstand anything that sounds pleasurable. So, you know, I, I talk about the effects of that in my story. You know, I lost a million dollar business as a result of, of decisions made, um, you know, and I'll talk more, or I talked already about that, and I won't get too much into that. If you want to look into that, you can look at my story, which is episodes two through four. But, you know, I was in rehab, and, uh, you know, for me, I just thought I'm the worst human being there is, because these things that I had done as a result of, of going into this manic episode were not things I normally would do, and I hadn't abused Adderall either, but because I wasn't ADD, it was working as a stimulant, meaning it was just speeding me up, not slowing me down. Well, I was really concerned. I was concerned that I was forever a liability because, you know, 
as far as my family members and people that knew me, they had no clue what happened. This guy, although he's had, you know, somewhat of a colored past, never any indicators or any markers like this ever. And then all of a sudden, everything just kind of collapses at once. Well, it was, it was a major blow to me in a lot of ways. Well, I went to a couple rehabs right at first. And, you know, the second one, they, they had this uh, alternative health clinic. And I went and I talked with them. And they did a full metabolic panel on me, my blood, uh, you know, my vitamin levels, everything. And it was, it was fascinating some of the things that they, uh, they found, right? Um, one thing I learned is I have what's called the MTHFR mutation. So there was, a, there was a study back in the early 2000s. And you get this certain type of gene from your mom and a certain type of gene from your dad one can be mutated or both can be mutated mine are both uh, the worst mutation that they see right well the main thing that this mutation does is you cannot metabolize b vitamins specifically methyl uh, or b6 folate right and so you can get tested for this doctors test for it normal doctors too it's the mthfr mutation they the drug companies have what's called a medical grade food i believe it's deplin um, it's very expensive but because it's a medical grade food you can also just take methylated vitamins methylfolate uh, methylated b12 these ones and they're already methylated so if you have this mutation um, then you you can handle these b vitamins well if you've never had b vitamins in your life you're, you're certainly going to experience some things with it anxiety depression if you want to study that mutation um, there's a lot my opinion is that the, the the medical field here does not understand how significant that can be to people and so learning that i had that i was also extremely low on my vitamins well this made sense because you know on adderall i was you know taking 40 milligrams which i was prescribed i was running another uh, 40 minutes a day i was working out another 30 and then i was you know eating maybe 300 calories a day so i i was severely malnourished and as i was malnourished in my body my uh mind and body weren't getting the nutrients my behavior was becoming more erratic so she tested me on all these vitamins and i was very low around the same time i was introduced to the concept of addiction being a spiritual disease and certain recovery programs that people had done and it had a lot of success well a lot of these stemmed in the belief in a higher power um, at the time that was a little bit of an issue to me not that i didn't believe in him um, but i was extremely upset at him I was frustrated because some of these things had happened to me and my mind and my body and I, I was not abusing the medication and so it took a long time for me to understand why God had me go through that trial. I did not like the stigma of being called an addict at all. And, and a lot of people don't, and they have negative connotations with that. Well, to me, all that it means when I say I'm an addict is there are certain things that I cannot do and if I do them, I will do them to an excess and they make my life unmanageable. There's just certain things. To me, that's empowerment. Um, it's, it's not limiting to me. I've tried and I've had people good-naturedly say, well, we're all addicts and you were an addict. But no, give me a couple Adderall and see where I am in a couple hours, even after three and a half years of sobriety. I, I spent six years trying to disprove that theory, and for me, it, it did not work. And in the end, you know, when we talk about that, I think God is, is, is the, the answer. Um, I think with anything, if you remove God out of recovery, you do it at your own peril. But I did not want to 
I did not want that. I did not want to go to meetings. I, I, I did not think that was my way. Um, and, you know, but I was, I was terrified about this happening to me again, this, this going into mania. Right. And, and they, the medical field would, they did, they would have diagnosed me as bipolar, uh, put me on made mood stabilizers, but I'd met with a nurse there at the rehab and we were talking about my life and I, I shared no markers of clinical depression. You know, I've had situational depression when it called for it, but I, I certainly had not been depressed like that in my life. And uh, she asked me some interesting questions. She said, did you have a panic attack before this happened? Well, I did. I talk about it in my story. It was about 16 hours where I was in the ER. and It was a horrible experience. She said, we, we see this a lot of time before someone will go into mania that isn't bipolar. And I wouldn't feel comfortable diagnosing you that way right now anyways. But if you get stressed for too long, especially with certain drugs in your system, I was also on SSRIs or, or antidepressants, Prozac, I think at the time, um, it, it can heighten your uh, cortisol levels to a way high amount. And when people are in mania, they test their cortisol levels and they're off the charts. Well, part of the reason in mania, we don't sleep, right? It actually was a very pleasurable feeling when I was in it because I felt absolutely invincible that way. But, you know, she talked to me about medication and then she talked to me about ways to heal so I, I got all this uh, stuff back and I didn't think too much about it but I saw I was really low well I got out of rehab I was reunited with my family back in South Carolina I had just lost my business and uh, you know again it was the best thing to happen for both parties and you know I, I wasn't quite sure what to do? Well, one of my friends had reached out to me and there was a multivitamin that was just kind of hitting the U.S. that was being marketed for mental illness. Um, I believe it's Empower Plus or it's called Q96. Um, I'm not big into multi-level. I constantly get asked to do it. It's, it's just not something I'm interested in. But I thought, you know, he gave it to me for free. So I thought, man, let's let's try these vitamins. I've done a lot of drugs, a lot of drugs, a lot of things. I have never felt my brain turn on so powerfully when I took those Q96 vitamins. It was like instantaneously my vision improved. My mind was working at such a high level. I literally felt like I could watch someone play a song on the piano and I, I could play the piano. It, it was insane. I've always had uh, somewhat of a photographic memory with things that, uh, you know, interests me. If you've said something that's interested me, and if you want to ask me, I could probably tell you stories that would freak you out because you would wonder um, why I retain these things. When I was on my mission, I, I memorized, you know, uh, hundreds of scriptures um, in order to be a better missionary, and most of them have stuck. Well, if I get stressed, um, I can focus too much, and I have, again, ADD symptoms when I'm stressed. Um, and so I don't actually have ADD, but when I'm stressed, I hyper-focus and those, system, those symptoms come and I think too heavily on one thing and I lose my keys or different things all the time. So getting better with that, but that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a constant battle. Well, I became obsessed with these vitamins and it was interesting because for me, the only way that it'd work really well is if I just juiced. Right. But I was, when I was eating food, I could literally feel my brain get foggy or not. And the difference was so pronounced. It was like taking a Xanax, which hits in about eight seconds. And I would feel just on top of the world. It felt like very, much, very few, uh, hardly any anxiety or depression. But it was very hard just to juice all the time. Right. 
And so this put me on probably a year and, you know, maybe close to, at this point, $100,000 of studying my body, and particularly ADHD, right? I was going to doctors and psychiatrists left and right. I was also going to naturopaths and getting involved in, in, in the health field as well, right? And, and I, 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 was, I was learning a ton about the body. Um, I was learning about reasons why uh, the vitamins people are deficient today as opposed to 20 years ago. And I believe there's a direct correlation with that, with mental illness and different things as well, because I believe one component is nutrition. The mind, body, and the soul are connected. You know, these bodies are a gift from God. And as we treat them good, as we nourish them properly, we're more resistant to sin. And, and it just stands as logic. If our body's healthier, that our mind's going to function better as well. But I didn't understand exactly, you know, why that happens. So, you know, as I was studying, I, I started to take a ton of supplements, right? And uh, the problem is I, I, you know, I started to use these supplements like drugs, uh, you know, because I was just, for me, I take one and then buy, uh, you know, you should have seen my cupboard back then. I had uh, 200 different supplements and I was taking 20 at a time. So I really had no idea what was doing what, but I didn't have enough, uh, uh, enough self-control to just sit with one certain thing to see what I was low at and the feelings of the, the these vitamins you know and I, I think they're 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 very interesting you know they were developed in Canada and the story is kind of fascinating you can find if you look at Empower Plus or Q96 but um, a while back Big Pharma tried to shut them down and in Canada, they now are approved. They can say that, you know, they, they do treat mental illness. And there's been hundreds and hundreds of studies on them. And, uh, you know, they had people from Harvard that have done tests and everyone come in. And they basically said when people take this, the, these vitamins that are chelated or created in a certain way, that they uh, their symptoms disappear. And when they stop, they don't take them. And so there, they now, they, they approve that. Um, I, I believe it's still approved. I have not checked. So it's it's been a little bit of time. But I certainly noticed that when they were working, they were there. Well... You know, it's interesting with with vitamins in general, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I am certainly not against the medical establishment. Um, when I got a, a deadly a bacteria called leptospirosis on a trip to Jamaica, a drug called rocephrin, which is a strong antibiotic, it saved my life. I'm not against doctors. I think sometimes the medical establishment limits them um, because I think the drug companies understand that there's a lot of money in treating symptoms, but there's not much in curing them. Well, I'm all about handling or dealing with the symptoms first to treat the problem, right? And so there's just not a lot of money general in healing stuff. But, you know, I think there's a few people that have blood on their hands, in my opinion. One is the food modifiers. You know, it, in the book, and one of the books that I think is a fantastic book that really set me on this journey, it's, it's by John Gray. He's the guy that wrote Men Are For Mars, Women Are For Venus. Well, you know, he started to get early onset of Parkinson's disease. And what Parkinson's disease, it's that shaky disease where you, um, you're losing dopamine. Well, ADD is also an issue with dopamine, and, and addiction has issues with dopamine as well and he had obviously a lot of money so he spent all this money on this health stuff and he healed his parkinson's and in the process his wife was noticing and she said you're remarkably different from paying attention to just different things like that well in the process he had cured his add 
And uh, he wrote a book called Staying Focused in a Hyper World. Now, this book was written back in like 2014. I'm sure that there is a ton of new uh, science on the gut, on ADD, on all these different things. And some of my stuff is probably outdated. But that book is still, I think, holds true in a lot of ways because it explained to me a lot of things to do with my stomach and my mind that definitely helped is I was I was like if I fix this ADD thing you know then my brain can work perfect all the time I won't have addictive urges <laughs> I won't have fear or anxiety or anything because you know still as an addict that's what I want I want to you know I want to be able to take something and have it you know, disappear stuff. Well, as a rational person, as a person who now loves feeling, I want to feel. It's not always fun, but that's where a lot of my growth comes from. But food modification, you know, or modifying our food to make it, to make crops so they can make more and make more money. Well, you know, they, they've, they've done studies where, uh, I believe this one was uh, in staying focused in the hyper world, where a squash now from, you know, 30 years ago had seven times less uh, vitamins and minerals because the, the, the you know, the compromised soil quality as, as well as pesticides and different things like that. And so we're just not getting as many vitamins and minerals as we need. Well, our brain needs those things to function properly. Well, for me, from being on stimulants for such a long time, along with hardly eating at all, along with incredible amounts of stress, my vitamin levels, when they were checked, were extremely low. Well, these vitamins are effective because they take a 96-hour process. It's called chelation, where they make them extremely bioavailable. Most vitamins, minerals, when you, or vitamins, when you take them, you're going to have very fluorescent, bright urine. Well, you have none with this because you're absorbing all of it. Well, as I was getting those vitamins and minerals, it was showing me this is a component to your healing, right? Eating healthy is going to help your mind because at this point, it was all about healing my mind. Today, I, I, I love working out and there's been parts of my life where I've worked out a ton and parts where I haven't at all. But at this particular time, my focus was not on getting a six pack or, 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 or you know, getting billed or different things like that. It was helping my mind to feel better. And and so those vitamins had a had an effect, but you know for me they they never quite stuck. They weren't the long term answer. But I know a lot of people that take them religiously, and they help a lot. That they are here in Utah. Um, again, it's Q ninety six, or maybe they go by M Power Plus, one of the two. But uh, I've had a lot of people have remarkable results with them. You do not have to sign up on the MLM to use them. Uh, like doTERRA, one of those, they're a MLM that has a ton of people that are not interested in the business but just love the product because I think it is a good product, you know. So I, you know, started learning about that stuff, you know. And as far as the drug companies, the manufacturers, you know, there there's no money in healing people. And I'm not saying everyone that's a drug manufacturer is there, but I, I firmly believe they've got a lot of blood on their hands from addiction to different things like that you know let's let's take one person that's having these issues and let's give them one one drug okay because we don't want to heal that issue which you know therapy or eating right or different things can do but hey we've got them on this drug then all of a sudden they've got to take this one and this one uh to deal with those symptoms and this one this one you know how, how many people in this past year that I've talked to that have started out a little bit of stress or stomach issue and started out with Xanax and, you know, then they, they, they've got put on, uh, you know, 
Adderall, and then they've got put on an antidepressant, and then they've got put on an antipsychotic, and they're suicidal. They want to die. Well, that happened to me too, by, by putting on a mixture of all those drugs. I think there is a better way. Again, I'm not saying in every circumstance that, that, that people shouldn't be on different drugs because, again, I don't know. And I've learned one thing by healing yourself, uh, a couple things naturally. One is you kind of have to heal yourself to an extent. You, you've got to do research. You've got to explore different methods. You've got to do your diet. You've got to do your exercise and stuff like that in order to deal with it. The other thing is I've known is, you know, just like trying to find a disease in the medical community, you can spend a lot of money on natural stuff and it can become its own addiction or obsession. You know, as, as you're peeling back layers of your health, you're, oh, I've got to deal with this and I've got to deal with this. And I know some people that I think are probably healthy at this point that have had severe uh, physical setbacks but are just addicted to trying to get the body to constantly function at optimal levels well and some of them negate the healing process of, of the mind which i'll talk about has a critical role in that as well but you can certainly overdo these things so you know for me i i, I do believe that vitamins and minerals are important to us that god put them in for a reason and i have heard a lot of medical to be careful with those vitamins and minerals well yeah, about every drug that gets uh, released um you know it, when they talk about it coming out well People can, a certain amount, commit suicide, this or this. So there's certainly risks in general, but, you know, I'm certainly not against taking prescription medication. I take a sleep medication. Um, it's, 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 it's not a controlled substance, and I'll probably take it, you know, well, maybe the rest of my life, maybe not. But, you know, that's better for me than not sleeping. So it's an easy decision for me. But I certainly don't want to say that, but I am all about healing. That's why I talk about mental health. You know, I had someone call me the other day, what, what, what's the best thing to take for anxiety? <laughs> and I said, talking about it. You know, and we talked for a while, and uh, her anxiety was able to lessen quite a bit, and it actually lessened mine, be able to talk with her as well. So Socrates said, you know, thousands of years ago, all disease begins in the gut. Well, he's a pretty smart guy. 90% uh, of our serotonin is made in our stomach, right? When our stomach's not working properly, um, it's going to mess with other things. It's where a lot of things happen, right? There's a wonderful book called The Body Keeps Score. I think it's the best book written on trauma, but it talks about how unprocessed trauma will later manifest as disease. Well, when we're stressed, our body is doing certain things to handle that stress, right? We uh, are not breathing properly. Okay, well, that's a big one. Our body requires a certain amount of oxygen. We're not holding ourselves the right way. Um, that's going to create aches and pains in certain areas, right? We're not going to be able to eat because we're stressed, or we're going to eat too much because we're depressed, or vice versa, depending on your chemistry, right? If we don't, if we don't heal our mind, you know, we're going to have ramifications on our body as well. So they both are definitely connected that way. Well, eventually I got, uh, you know, I, I got introduced to this, uh, this diet. It's called the GAPS diet. It's the Gut and Psychology Syndrome. It's by a Russian. I believe she's a, 
She's a brain scientist. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's the GAPS diet. And uh, she said she had used it with her son, who was a full-blown autistic. And I believe um, in the end it had healed him, but it was a fascinating diet. And I, I went to the, some health practitioners that had recommended it to me, and it was extremely intensive. Um, the whole basis of a lot of this diet is maintaining the integrity of your gut wall, your intestinal wall. Well, normal uh, doctors, I, I believe, are starting to come around to this concept, but it, it was not taught back when I was having my issues of how important maintaining this gut wall is. Well, there are certain things that are going to throw it out of whack. Stress certainly is. Diet, eating the wrong things, is going to create issues there. Antibiotics are like nuclear bombs. Sometimes they are incredibly necessary. An infectious disease, incredibly necessary. With certain colds, incredibly necessary. I had leptospirosis, would have died without it. They used to uh, prescribe certain drugs with it. Nystatin, or I believe it's called Diflocan, you'd have to look at the, the pronunciation, but these are antifungal drugs. Well, what they do is they wipe out all of the bad stuff, but they kill your gut flora the the reason probiotics are good is they replenish that gut flora which has a direct correlation with your brain health well your stomach in a perfect world has a has a mixture of all these different things in it including uh what's called candida or we call that thrush on a baby's tongue it's yeast well if, if you've taken a bunch of antibiotics or if, if you're not eating good or these different things you're going to start to get holes in your intestinal wall um, if you if you read any book by a food scientist who's a medical professional who studied both and has a medical degree, they won't dispute the validity of leaky gut. Basically, what happens is you eat certain foods, the food passes through your stomach into your blood. Well, food's not supposed to go into your blood. At that point, your body's going to see it as an invader. It's going to attack it and create white blood cells. Well, as it attacks it, this is going to create inflammation inflammation is the real killer it's 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 what causes all these issues stress causes tons of inflammation it can absolutely affect the brain as it affects the brain um, it can cause stress it can cause hyper focus it can cause all these different things and and, and so working working on my gut and doing this was was <laughs> well crazy you know you can look you can google the diet there's a little book on it but one of the big things is bone broth and so for a long time i was going and getting femur cuts from uh, they're called soup bones every butcher will know what they are at this point um they're incredibly expensive at Harmons, not as expensive at macy's but the best are femur cuts you can do different types of animals and then what you do is you make yourself a bone broth um, the Lakers use bone broth for uh, their stuff for a long time for healing things. It's it's something that's very widely well known, um, and it's it's a great source of collagen, a great source. Well, what it does is it heals the integrity of the gut wall. Um, and so that point, if, if you're reacting to certain foods, they're not going to get in there, and then you can start to do kind of an elimination diet. Otherwise, you'd be reacting to about everything you eat. And you can decide, you know, there are certain foods that you have intolerance to, um, which is different than you're allergic to. If you're allergic, you're going to get hives or different things like this. Well, th there's some science that truths this. There's what's called an 
ALCAT test. I believe it's A-L-C-A-T test. Uh, any naturopath or health practitioner will do it. Well, what they do is they take your blood, and, and depending on how much you want to get tested for, you can get tested for uh, 150 foods, additives, different things. So I did the SALCAT test, and I was incredibly intolerant of apples. Well, I had been drinking apple juice for a year. But when they would introduce apples to my blood, it was creating tons of white blood cells. Well, apples shouldn't create that because they shouldn't be getting into my blood. I started to cut out apple juice. Started to feel a lot better. Started to uh, take this bone broth, you know, and we mixed it with vegetables. And they talk about how doing it, if you mix it the right way, it's, it's actually not bad. Started to lose a bit of weight and feel better. Um, started to not react as well as stuff. And then I started to reintroduce different foods. What was interesting is I started this, my stomach, it was like, oh man, it was like a coating on my stomach, this bone broth, right? And I had to take ox bile to break down a ton of the fats, but I was not gaining any weight. In fact, I was, I was losing excess body fat as I was doing it. I started to have solid bowel movements for the first time. In like 15 years, my stomach started to go up, started to feel better. I started to stress less. I noticed that if I ate a food that was not good for me, it would create anxiety and depression almost instantaneously. And some of this could have been placebo effect, but I don't think much of it was. It was about every time. So as I really worked on this and I started to heal my, my stomach, my mind started to heal. You know, ADD is tough, and there's parts of it that are incredible. There's parts when someone hyper-focuses, when they make their mind up, and when I'm anxious, I, I still have elements of ADD. Um, I put my mind to something, I do it. I do it. But if, if something doesn't give me dopamine, I have no interest in it whatsoever. So people with ADD are very focused and very good at what they're interested in, but it's hard to do something else. Or the normal person could be really stressed and upset and they come home from work, but if they turn on a TV or something and that engages their attention, they're no longer stressed or frustrated because they're focused on that. Well, if you have ADD, it can be pretty debilitating because you it's very hard not to hyper-focus on what's going on. When people lose stuff all the time, complain, I'm like, just tell your wife you're a genius. Just tell her you're thinking about her so much because she's so important that she consumes your mind that you can't, you can't remember where you set your keys. But there, that stuff started to disappear to a large degree, even though I was focused intensely on whatever I'm focused on because I'm a very deep thinker my mind was still picking up certain things or when I lost things, I could actually backtrack in my mind the different places I'd been the last half hour. Well, that was incredible to me. That might not be incredible to a lot of you, but it was incredible to me. I could go to the grocery store with the, the honey-do list and, and not spend two hours going back and forth, left and right, um, not knowing where stuff is. And by the way, accumulating a hundred extra dollars on specialty items. But I could think about it and I could put things together. I started to realize that certain tasks I was doing, I was spending 20 more minutes needing to do something. I did, I did something. Well, this was incredible to my mind. And I wasn't taking any drugs. I was just healing my stomach. Like I said, 90% of serotonin is made in the gut. They call it the second brain. Of just about anyone I know with issues, you know, with, with mental illness or different issues like this, they have stomach issues. 
uh, staying focused in the hyper world is a fantastic way in which ways you can help heal your stomach and treat ADD naturally. Uh, you know, I, I, I do not like the prescription of stimulants to anyone, uh, regardless if you're an addict or not. You know, Adderall is one molecule away from methamphetamine. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there are certain situations where it's it's fine and better, not worse. So I, I definitely won't go there, but I think there's a better way. I think there's a way to heal that part of you that can't turn off an emotion or can't turn off a deep thought and instead take that smart intellect and be able to, you know, multitask and different things like that as well. I've seen it happen in my life and it's, it's for me, it's a profound difference. You, but, you know, as we talk about health, you cannot get better without dealing with the emotional component of it. You know, like that book, A Body Keeps Score. You know, my, my father passed when he was 62 years old. Well, my dad lived without the luxury of therapy to a large degree. And I always tell people I'm just like my dad, except I've had the luxury of therapy. Well, in some ways, I'm glad he didn't because he had this wonderful temper that wasn't violent, but was certainly fun to piss him off. But, you know, he had a lot of stress. Um, the, the business, the cafe he inherited from my grandparents called Cafe Eileen was a wonderful business. Well, when they started, they, they, when they built the freeway, it did not go through Fillmore where I'm from anymore, but went around it. Eventually it failed. You know, when he went to different jobs, um, in the end he was a county commissioner, but looking back, I can, I can tell how much my dad stressed and bottled up and he, you know, he was a wonderful father, but at night. He would go in and he would turn on TV a lot of the time and just sit there for hours and hours. And he was always loving and would talk to us when he come in. But I could tell how stressed he was, but he did not talk to anyone about it. He did not want to show his kids he was hurting. Well, he didn't deal with the stress for a sweet purpose. He ended up getting malignant hypertension, which is a rare form of high blood pressure. Uh, he had celiac disease, you know, that's obviously you can't have any gluten at all. And then he ended up getting pulmonary hypertension in his lungs. You know, all of that had shut down his kidneys and he died. Well, he died at an early age because he, you know, don't get me wrong. My dad left when he was meant to leave. But it, it, it helped me realize how much I have to address these issues within my mind. If I do not, they will cause different parts of my body to work incorrectly. I will eat unhealthy comfort foods to an excess. And I, my own physical health gets compromised as well. You know, even, even now, like I haven't put out an episode for a little bit, but you know, I've, I've been addicted to energy drinks for a while. And last time I, I wanted to get off of them, I it was the same time I got leptospirosis. Um, I, I just did that episode again. I believe it's uh episode seven. I think so with Ryan Brinkerhoff. Um, he talks about a lot of things. I talk about this leptospirosis thing, but you know, before I knew that I'd gotten this bacteria from Jamaica, I was quitting caffeine at the same time. And I remember <laughs> My buddy's coming. By the sixth day, I was just shaking, you know, and, and just in immense pain. And I just thought it was caffeine. He's like, there's no way. Well, it wasn't. But, you know, there's probably a little bit of trauma associated with quitting caffeine because of that. But, uh, you know, for me, I, I've been up to like 800 milligrams a day. And I'm clearly numbing. That's clearly an addiction. And, you know, at this point, it's not even giving me energy it's counterproductive. It's like stressing about money and then, uh, you know, spending as a coping mechanism, which 
makes your stress work. Well, the caffeine has stopped giving me energy a while back, but I was also just so addicted to the mechanism. I wanted to be in my truck. And so that's, that's four C4s a day, right? Last week, I was talking to my therapist and just telling him, he's like, well, hey, you know, you need a psychoactive stimulant and uh, you abuse it, but it's okay because your church says so for good for you. <laughs> oh, piss me off. But it was true. You know, it wasn't making my life unmanageable in the sense that I was, you know, going and throwing my life away, but it was making me tired. It was giving me anxiety, these different things. So for the past week, I've weaned off this drug, and it is no joke. You know, I have felt depressed. I haven't felt a lot of motivation in, you know, putting out new content. My, my vocation that I do for a living is definitely taking a little bit of a hit, you know, but I, I recognize the withdrawal symptoms, and I, I've made up my mind. I know how to beat an addiction, and you know this is this is another one. But it just it, it hit upon me the importance of you know instead of doing that, you know, starting to eat healthier and drink more water and different things has made a lot of difference. Oh, well, in the first of this episode, you'll see a picture of me, and uh, the picture was in 2014. So I have uh, always been athletic throughout my life, but I've, I've went through periods of doing good and doing God. That particular picture was after I got out of rehab and I was sober, but I was depressed. So for my chemistry, if I'm stressed, I uh, can't eat. It shuts down. It's the best way to lose weight. It's why, why all these diet pills have extremely high stimulant content. If I'm depressed, just like the girl who gets dumped and eats a bunch of ice cream, I eat right and even now like i eat pretty good but like my addictive tendencies kick in you know my daughter i'll get four crumble cookies and they're so mad by the next day they're all gone and then i'll be sick for five six days and then i'll want some again and it's kind of worked for me but it's also not been good for me as well well when i was in louisiana after this and i'd gained tons of weight i was up to 230 pounds and i'm you know Five, nine and a half. Uh, I was heavy. And I remember looking in the mirror one day. Well, I had a buddy down there that was a chiropractor, right? And he started talking to me, among other things, about the keto diet. And this was this was before this really went mainstream. But I, I started the keto diet and I went into full ketosis uh, without any of these ketones or anything else. You know, I think it took 19 or 20 days where uh, only like I had 15 grams of carbs a day and then I could eat as much fats or different things as I want. Well, it had nothing to do with wanting to heal my, uh, wanted me to get ripped. It was, it was all about, you know, he'd, he'd told me that, you know, the, the brain works 30% better on fats than it does carbohydrates. And our ancestors did not have enough carbohydrates to sustain their mind. So, you know, that's what he'd told me. I don't, I don't know for sure the science behind that. But anyway, I started doing this ketosis. Well, as a byproduct, I did start to lose weight. At about 19, 20 days, all of a sudden, my brain did kick in. Um, it wasn't nearly as pronounced as the Q96 vitamins, but I certainly felt better with it. Well, I started to lose weight, and um, uh, you know, finally, I I I I actually did Weight Watchers, and uh, I love Weight Watchers as a way to lose weight uh, because it assigns points based upon foods. Well, you start to learn quite a bit about foods. For that Snickers that I want to eat at lunch, I've got to run forty-five minutes on an elliptical. I hate running forty-five minutes on an elliptical. 
And it gave me certain foods that I could eat at different times, um, all the time, certain ones that didn't count as points. And if I wanted more uh, to eat more foods or knew I was going to you know, eat unhealthy or have some, have some snacks, then I would go work out more. And so I, I started to lose quite a bit of weight. Um, I've, I've always lifted weights as well, but I really started to lift more. And, you know, lifting for me, obviously I like, I like you know, looking the way I look, lifting, but it, it, it does other things as well. I always like to do it fairly early after I've woken up. And one of the main reasons is it puts me in kind of a mindful state. When I'm working out, when I'm lifting, I have to be very uh, aware of the movements. Otherwise, I can hurt myself. So it, it, it makes me mindful. I also like the gym because, you know, sometimes I... Uh, just don't want to be alone and even if I'm not in the mood to be social I still like to be around people and I think I've always been like that it's probably been one of my saving graces that's kept me here on earth is to be able to go there the gym's never been a place where I've hit on women um, I have made a lot of friends out there a lot of guys I guess I hit on guys because of their shoes quite a bit though um, but it, it, it's kind of my social outlet right now because other than that I'm working most all day, every day. But, you know, I started I started to lose weight. And as you can see from that picture to 230, you know, I think since 2016, and now it's the end of 22, I, I fluctuated in between probably 13 and 10% body fat. Well, it's been a combination of lifting weights. It's been a combination of, of eating good. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm trying to eat a little bit better as well, knowing what my body can handle, what it can't. Um, I don't drink calories ever. You know, I know I also know that aspartame is is not a good product um, that's in diet drinks. Well, for me, that my decision, I'd rather have it than sugar. Um, I think sugar is terrible, and I still like the sweetness of certain tastes. But uh, cutting out calories, cutting out drinking my calories, I lost a ton of weight. I have not drank calories, at least at a substantial basis, for years and years, unless I was strictly juicing the whole time, which I never gained weight doing that, actually. And it was great for detoxing and flushing out things. And I, I, I love uh, juice things at different times as well. So, it's, you know, as we talk about serotonin and the gut-brain connection, right, it's 95% of your serotonin is in the gut. Your dopamine functions will fu function that way. You heal the integrity wall, you'll start to think better and you'll start to be able to uh, feel better and turn off emotions and stuff as well. This, this, this podcast, this YouTube channel, this endeavor I'm doing is, you know, different modalities and ways to heal, right? And uh, I don't think you can neglect the physical aspect, just like you can't neglect the spiritual aspect or the mental aspect because they all work together. And, you know, for me, it's trying to do all them. I can get way too caught up in spirituality to where it's unhealthy. I can certainly get way too caught up into the physical aspect. You know, when you start to worship your own appearance, uh, you're never satisfied. You know what I mean? I can get just obsessive over a little bit of weight on the side of, uh, you know, my, my love handle that probably no one else notices and still have a six pack. And I can let it ruin the next five or six days if I lose sight of where my value is. But if I can keep a balance here, if I can keep a balance, if I can realize, hey, the, you know, the, the person I want, the woman meant for me is probably not going to make the yes or no decision if I have a little extra body fat here or even a lot. You know, my gifts in, in, in understanding human behavior and psychology, they, they tend to not 
you know, I don't use them to manipulate people anyways, but my strong guess is, and I taught my therapist about this, you know, did, did you use your stuff? Would it help you get your wife? He's like, not at all. Not at all. I know her too well. There's what's called transference. This idea of becoming a quick life coach and healing all these people that you know very well. Well, you have only so much of a therapeutic uh, benefit because you cannot be subjective. There's a formation of oxytocin. And so, you know, trying to teach people therapy stuff when you know them very well can only go so far. And the more you know them and the more they know about your life, your therapeutic effect is diminished. I know stories of uh, people seeing their psychologists and seeing them out at night at a, at a social scene and seeing them that way. It ruined the experience because in their mind frame, they had a certain idea whether it was correct or not, right? So the same same idea is is there as well, right? So un unprocessed trauma, it will manifest as disease, right? And also eating unhealthy, right, you know, will certainly do it as well. And not just in terms of heart attacks and different things like that, but as I talked about, it will have effects on the brain and everything else. You know, the first of this, I talked about me not knowing everything about this, and I and I certainly don't. And the same thing I, I talk about in my therapy stuff. I don't claim to understand or know everything. I think what makes me effective is I understand when I don't know something. I've put a lot of study, a lot of study into my life, into all these things, because I don't like to suffer. But the reason I'm a powerful man as I strive my best to keep the commandments of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And He empowers me with His Spirit. I've been able to do inner child trauma on a man that had had such a horrific childhood. And in a couple weeks, him, you know, stopped with 10 years of therapy. And, and we've had fantastic results. That wasn't me. That was God in that instance empowering me to be able to help him. Well, that same God and that same spirit helps me to know when, Cade, you're out of your debt. Uh, people have reached out to me a lot in this, and I know so much. And especially if I have uh, a prior relationship with you, I, I can't do a ton. I could certainly talk, but I, I don't have any uh, ego when it comes to talk to this therapist, talk to this life coach, uh, go to this health practitioner. They help me. I think that they're good. So it's just throwing out different ways to, to try and heal from these things as well. You know, there's certainly ways that you can check and learn that will help. Uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, my, my, one of my best friends, has went to his clinic out in California a number of times. Um, you learn a ton about that, right? There's, uh, there's certainly so many different things, right? For me, I'm very prayerful when it comes to my body because no chemistry is the same. No healing modality is the same. Uh, I do think that one, I do think, I know one, if the person's ready, will heal everyone, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but he also has all different ways to heal and modalities, and what works for some people doesn't work for others. And whether you believe in God or not, I think God certainly understands that, and my view is He loves you just as much, regardless. And depending on your willingness to heal and to look for truth, um, maybe you're not to that point where He's thought fit to show Himself to you. Maybe you're not to the point where you, you, you're ready to uh, accept truth in its full form, no matter what it asks for. Well, 
The God I know loves all his children the same and understands that certain amounts of trauma will create different levels of problems and issues. And I can't say that he's, uh, you know, loves me or is going to help me more because, you know, I'm at this point living very actively in my faith and I do believe it is Jesus Christ's church reestablished on the earth. Well, I can't say I'm in a better place than someone that's, you know, maybe a prostitute or, or like that, but given all the trauma that they've been through, maybe, just maybe that person is according to the knowledge they have. Maybe they're just as good as God in my eyes. I think that certainly is possible. I digress a little bit, but my point here is my best advice when studying about this stuff is is to, you know, be prayerful and listen to your body. Listen to your body. In the end, I think in a large part when it comes to these types of diseases, you know, uh, Lyme's disease, you know, leaky gut, um, autoimmune, a lot of it we have to do on our own. We heal ourselves. We take the action. We study. That's certainly what I had to do in my case. But today, I feel pretty dang good. You know, I uh, have, have healthy bowel movements today. My mind is way sharper than it ever was on Adderall. Way sharper. I don't need it. Um, my, my recollection works a lot better. I hope this episode has has, has helped. Um, if If nothing else, to maybe... Open your eyes to the possibility of some different things. Uh, if you want to reach out, you know, I certainly know people that deal well with this. That episode I talked about, I think it's ep- episode, uh, I think it's seven with Ryan Brinkerhoff. Um, he owns a clinic, uh, Inside Out Hyperbarics in St. George. He specializes in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And you can watch that episode and learn a ton about that. But he also does this certain type of blood work. And he has doctors sending uh, patients from all over the world. He, he has an office in St. George. And then he commutes out to Arizona. And, uh, you know, he studies blood and is able to find a lot of things. I hope we, we, we you know, heal from our trauma. Right. If you don't heal from your trauma, your trauma will will control you. And part of that is learning to heal it. You know, we are we are spiritual beings living a human experience. But we've been entrusted with these wonderful bodies, which is one of the greatest things we wanted. You know, as we abuse them in different ways, shapes and forms, we certainly will suffer the ramifications of that. But I believe true healing is addressing the mind the body and the spirit the mind is the mental health the body is this physical body the spirit is my relationship with god but in the end when it comes to healing especially the mind you know for me elder boyd k packer of the corner of the 12 apostles said that the teaching of doctrine will change behavior way quicker than the teaching of behavior will change behavior preoccupation with unworthy behavior will lead to unworthy behavior. I love therapy. I love uh, understanding the mind. I love working, helping people. But in my individual work with people, when I'm working in addiction, and the way I do it is always the belief in a higher power. And I don't care which hyperpower it is, but we help establish that belief with them. That's the true change. 
And like I've said, I'm not here to change your mind or try to get you to think or believe or different ways than I I believe or think. I'm hoping that I can throw out bits and pieces of, of what I believe in hopes that, you know, they may help you. And then if you look back at, at, at my um, episodes, you can see how other people have healed. But I hope you do. But for me, there's nothing on this earth that heals like my Heavenly Father, who is my little father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, and His Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And through them, and through aligning myself with the way that I feel personally He wants me to live, He helps me to know what to do, what to eat, what to have in my body, right? What trauma, what things I need to address, what people I need to bring on that way. And I would be remiss if I did not tell you that the greatest way to heal is the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for listening to the episode today. It's Christmas season. I hope everyone is having a Merry Christmas. Yes, I plan on wearing my hat with my suit to church. They match. So, you know, I'm going to go with it. Thanks.